Welcome to another episode of the Grace Over Grime podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lacey C. Robbins, focused on creating a movement of connection, collaboration, and community for women who are about business and work-life design. I'm so glad that you're here on today. From process to practice, grab your stilettos and let's go. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Grace Over Grind podcast, another special episode that I like to call Life at the Table. So as you know, all month long for the month of August, we are celebrating Black Business Month and today is no different. I'm really excited because we have a special guest here joining us virtually in the studio. And not only is he joining us virtually in the studio, ladies and gentlemen, he is only the third gentleman to grace the presence of the Grace Over Grind podcast. So we're really excited to welcome Christopher Perceptions. Hi, Christopher. Hola, hola. How are you doing? (laughs) I am great. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm learning Spanish through Duolingo, so I'm trying to, you know, okay. put a little bit of hola, como estas, but I'm all right. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, muy bien, muy bien. Gracias. ¿Y tú? Uh, más o menos, más o menos. Okay, come on, más o menos. There we go. <laughs> so we have a, lo- a couple of warm-up questions, you know, in addition to our Espanol this morning, Hablas Espanol on this morning, which is going to give you a chance to get introduced to our studio audience, get introduced to the individuals who are listening on today. And not too hard of questions, but just a couple of warm-up questions, I like to call them, so that people can get a chance to get to know you. So number one, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. And how do you take it? I have two kids. I understand. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Lord help us. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I like French vanilla, none too crazy. I have homies that drink like straight black, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? But That's me. I am your homies. Oh, God bless you. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. Straight black. Just give it to me. Okay, so where did you grow up and where do you live now? Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 49th and Locust, 28th and Locust, uh, West Lawn, First and Right, just (laughs) all around the city. And I'm in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina right now. Nice. North Carolina. So who doesn't love uh, North Carolina? So hometown hero here on today. So excited to have you. Uh, number three, book or e-reader? I'm a sucker for both. But because of the way my life is set up, mm-hmm. Kindle and Audible has been getting all my time. Mm, I understand. So I know you're a worldwide traveler. You and your wife even lived abroad. However, where would you like to visit but haven't quite yet made it? I don't want to sound cliche and say Hawaii, but I'll say this. Um, I discovered that there is a place within a a few months time where the sun doesn't set. So Mm. I had this thing where I wanted to like see when I can travel and go to a country where I can extend my birthday out as long as possible. Yeah. And one way to do that is to go to a place where the sun doesn't set. Unfortunately, I think it doesn't work for December. So I might have to have like birthday celebration in Norway, yes. um, like months prior. So that that's one place I'd like to go. I love it. Or you can even do like your half birthday, celebrate your half mm. birthday. That's a way to get it in there too. So last question, what's a piece of advice that you perhaps have learned from a mentor or 
maybe even read someplace that really has influenced your journey thus far? Rest is okay. Um, so quoting Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For, give, for lack of better words, more or less. Um, so ultimately, the, the concept of rest yeah, I've had my body try and shut down twice mm. because in my early 20s, just that hustle, hustle, grind, grind mentality, mm-hmm. that culture kind of feeds us, but it's not biblical mm-hmm. and it's not healthy. You're only your best when you can rest properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and even for LeBron James, like he takes naps on naps on naps on naps. Mm-hmm. One of, you know, like the top tier apex athletes of the world, mm-hmm. he recommends sleeping. So if it works for him, right. it has to work for everybody else. Right. No, I totally agree, which is part of the reason why I even uh, started this podcast, because uh, we definitely had individuals, especially from a, a female perspective, there's the mindset of, if you're not uh, going hard, you're not you're not working hard enough. Right. If you're not basically killing yourself, you know, you mm-hmm. are just lazy. Right. So um, mm-hmm. grace over grind is very intentional in being able to create this platform and atmosphere where we can mm-hmm. come together and do it differently. So tell us, you mentioned you were really in that hustle and grind mentality. How did you start to get out of that? Maybe there's something you can share with our listeners to get them moving in that direction too. Yeah. Um, shout out to the queen. She was the one that really was like, yeah, you know how it talks about, you know, Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath, right? That word that it seems like you have not in your dictionary, <laughs> Sabbath. Yeah. You should activate that. And I'll be honest, it was really painful mm. because for men, we often are taught that our value is based off of what we can produce. Mm-hmm. So if we're not producing, then we have no value. Mm. Um, and growing up between the homes that I did, my father was a drug dealer and in the streets, my mother was a Christian evangelist and adjutant and all of that. I saw hard work in both spectrums. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, you know, fast money can yield certain things or slow money is is better than no money mm-hmm. and it grows over time mm-hmm. um and it's legal and you can sleep better i've seen <laughs> both of those yeah. but both require hard work mm. and seeing peers you know be here today and then gone tomorrow and out of jail understood mortality and time mm-hmm. different than most and i felt like i had this this chip on my shoulder or this pressure where it's like i'm gifted i'm anointed and I have to do something. So yeah. in times where I should have been resting, I was up working. I was out working a competition. Why are you sleeping? I'm mm-hmm. working. I'm like, okay, that's mm. cool. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's a nice sound bite. <laughs> However. Right. But <laughs> you wake up in a hospital because your body tried shutting down in your early 20s. Or yeah. you're so stressed that your body tried having a stroke. Oh, like, my goodness. In yeah, your 20s. In my, like, in my 20s. Yes, wow. ma'am. So definitely had all of the the scars and war wounds of like mm-hmm. yeah this is this is god grace mm-hmm. i'm giving you a little grace mm-hmm. sit your butt down and <laughs> whatever you can't do mm-hmm. just know that i will do because i neither slumber nor sleep yeah and it's a beautiful thing when you realize that accepting rest is a form of dealing with anxiety because the mm-hmm. things that keep you up you have to give to god you gotta lay that thing down in order for you to really rest 
And then God can begin to deal with you in dreams and visions. And Mm -hmm. we can get all into that. But ultimately, it was my wife that really, she pushed me into it. And I went kicking and screaming, but eventually it it worked. And um, one day a week, I do no work. I love it. I love it. So a couple of nuggets that you mentioned, I really want to tease out. First off, for the ladies who are listening, um, I hope you heard just the power that you as a wife have in connecting with your husband. You know, my grandfather, he was a pastor for 42 years and he would say, I might be the head, but my wife is the neck and she turns me the way that I need to go. And we have to be in a place where we really are sensitive to the spirit, sensitive to uh, our husbands and the atmosphere and the environment that we're in so that we can be in a place to be able to give advice, sound advice, sage wisdom, being able to cover them in prayer so that even if they can't see it for themselves, you can see it. And the Bible does say, hearken to the voice of your wife so that your prayers would not be hindered. And so, you know, clearly, you know, shout out to Mrs. Perceptions, the Wonder Woman herself for making sure that you were moving in the right track. Uh, The other thing that you mentioned that I think was really powerful is that you had to be willing to receive it. So for the gentlemen who are listening, it was being able to set ego, manhood, however you want to call it, to the side to know like, yeah, my wife is looking out for me. Uh, It's not that she is trying to hold me back. And I think that's really, really powerful. Accepting rest and knowing that rest is, you know, such a powerful thing. So what are some special ways you like to just kind of chill out? Good question. Just being with my kids, honestly, because I think part of the reason why the enemy and the world system is really having their way with our children is because we're hooked onto the system in certain capacities. No, we're not shipped here or in our hand as the Bible speaks on will happen, but we have our smartwatches. We got Mm -hmm. our Fitbits. We got notifications on our phone. We got Mm. one more email we got to respond to Mm. after hours. We got all of those different things. And I've seen the look of disappointment on my firstborn's face Mm. when she's like, dad, I just want to play. I don't have any concept of you having to work to keep lights on. I just want to play. I want time with you. Mm -hmm. So being able to just sit and and politic with my, my daughter while my, my second born is uh, trying to walk now. She took her first step. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> Got a tooth coming. And just seeing the joy that they have when I walk through the door and I don't have any work. Mm-hmm. My first born is like, so you no more meetings today? And I'm like, no more meetings. Mm-hmm. And she just like glows. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. And in times like that, I actually find out that there's so much more work that's needed in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing pretend building sandcastles with my daughter in a living room. And it just dawned on me, like, I actually never did that as a kid. I mm. never built a sandcastle. Mm-hmm. And I started to feel real sad about it. It's like, what else didn't I do as a kid that mm-hmm. most kids should have done? Mm-hmm. So it provides opportunity for introspection and to make pathways for things. So just being with my kids. Yeah. Um, well, and I think too, you know, um, children, offer us an opportunity to, and it can, it could be two ways, you know, Mm -hmm. positive and a negative live vicariously through. Right. So, okay. You never Mm -hmm. built sandcastles, but you're going to make sure that your daughters have a chance to build sandcastles. And I know it also can be on the negative, like, well, I never ran 
as a, an Olympic track star, but I'm going to make sure my daughter does, right? So it's finding that gentle balance for sure. So let's get into today's conversation because maybe I'm being purely selfish, but I am already thinking ahead. Like I want our audience to better understand this financial world that you live in and the mm-hmm. whole crypto, cryptocurrency. I know we've talked offline. You've tried to explain it to me. I still don't understand it. And I'm very leery. And I know I'm not the only one who's listening. I'm very leery of investing in trying new things that I don't know about, right? I guess it called me the Warren Buffett of investing, right? So let's break mm-hmm. it all the way down on today for myself, for our listeners. What is crypto? Well, first and foremost, this is not financial advice. Yes, this is let's just preface an educational, that. <laughs> believe that. This is right. just an educational exchange right. within a segment of a very lovely podcast episode. Yes, yeah. yeah, so there's the disclaimer. Please do not come for our necks if you make some Please. decisions. <laughs> Please and thank you. Right. Um, yeah, so cryptocurrency, we could break that word down. Crypto, paying homage to the technology that built it out. Cryptography, extremely secure. Currency, so value. So cryptocurrency and its breakdown literally is just extremely secure digital value. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And I'll even take it a step further. Without blockchain technology, there would be no cryptocurrency. So what is blockchain? Let's Mm -hmm. break down the word again. Block chain so blocks of data secured like a chain that's it but people say it's money though what is money (laughs) oh boy here we go we're going Mm -hmm. down the rabbit trail here uh Mm -hmm. okay so we know like right now we have the dollar which really isn't worth anything but we have the dollar because uh the gold standard is no longer in place and initially mm-hmm. it was based off of the gold standard mm-hmm. but we still use obviously paper and coin money to make this exchange so when mm-hmm. it comes to cryptocurrency from what i understand and what i've read people are actually mm-hmm. able to for example make purchases and such in the metaverse mm-hmm. And maybe we even mm-hmm. need to break that down as to what is the metaverse, but they're able to make purchases using their cryptocurrency in this space. Am I on the right track mm-hmm. here? Yeah. So anything that's happening physically is represented digitally. Um, mm-hmm. We socialize in the real world. Now we have social media. So having a physical bank that you can go to, mm-hmm. you now have digital banking. And it all is really stemming from this concept of globalization, a world without borders, a world where anything that you can do physically, you can do digitally. So it really isn't far-fetched that we have government-issued currency known as fiat currency that people on Capitol Hill or in various central banks around the world can say, hey, we're going to print more of this. Mm -hmm. And the Federal Reserve, one of their representatives went on record and said, we can print an infinite amount of money, end quote. And how is that faring for America today? Inflation, crazy gas prices, weird fluctuations regarding rent and food food and basis points and water and Mm -hmm. all of these different things, dilapidated infrastructure. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I guess that infinite money printing does have a side effect. Mm -hmm. The stimulus checks do have a side effect. 
So how can a person opt out? Mm. A person who isn't investing is a person that is not ever going to be able to get above water. So even if you save money in bank accounts, inflation is high. It's it's above 5%, let's Mm -hmm. say. There's a lot of speculation. Some say, oh, it's 8%. Some say it's 12%. Mm. Let's say it's over 5%. Mm -hmm. The bank offers you 0.01%. Seven five percent interest, right. pennies. So not even pennies. <laughs> not even pennies. So on a high end, let's say one percent. Mm-hmm. That's rare. You're literally losing money, saving money. Mm. So mm. how can a person really win? You have to invest. So for some, you might not be able to invest in real estate. Stocks might be a little weary for you. But there's cryptocurrency where, for one, there's not as much red tape as uh, real estate. For mm. two, um, this, like the stock market closes, crypto doesn't close. And for three, it gives a person a power to become their own bank. So mm. kind of coming from poverty, lower middle class, I really didn't have the, the rich uncle that I could ask a loan for, mm-hmm. for my businesses and all of that. There are four women every woman needs in her life. You can find them at the Inner Circle. Be sure now to set your sights on our monthly membership here at the Robin's Nest for joining for a dollar for the first two weeks. Yes, for just a dollar, you can tap into weekly inspiration, monthly masterclasses, quarterly guest workshops, community access, and yes, even private podcast episodes just for you. Be sure now to either grab the link there in the show notes or at the end of this episode, visit www.robinsnestconsulting.com forward slash inner circle. I'll be sure to see you there. And now let's get back into this episode. So I had to figure it out. Leverage credit, but then you have these crazy insurance, excuse me, uh, interest rates. Mm -hmm. And then you have check cashing places strategically placed in communities of marginalized people that are extremely predatory. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all of these different things. And then you have this, this weird magic internet money thing called Bitcoin that from the time of launch to present day, 13-ish years, mm-hmm. it's only gone up 100,000%. So Bitcoin out. and cryptocurrency are not the same thing. Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, okay. but there are other cryptocurrencies. Oh. Um, so we can we can kind of get into that as well. But on a short term, most people harp on, and this is strategically put together from the media, mm-hmm. um, they harp on the short term. Oh, Bitcoin dropped 20% in a day. This is a scam. This is whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you zoom out, literally, it's only going up. So why is there so much volatility on the short term? I can answer that for you. We're dealing with a new novel asset class. So gold has been around since God created the earth. Then stocks, you got the Medici family, you got, you know, the bankers of Mm -hmm. the world, Mm -hmm. Rothschilds, Rockefellers, Mm -hmm. people who have created these financial freeways, if you will, that the world is built on. Now you have something that was forged in the underground that can't be hacked, that can't be stopped, that literally no one can can stop a person from interacting with these systems, period. 
that's scary for mm-hmm. regimes that want control. And I was going to say, so, and it can't be controlled. Mm-hmm. Regulation Ooh, and control are right? two different things. Okay. It can be regulated in jurisdictions, oh, interesting. but it can't be controlled. Can't mm. be controlled. Hmm. Okay. So are we all tracking? If those of you who are listening, I have my notebook out. I'm, I'm literally taking notes. Good to know mm-hmm. that Bitcoin is a type of, don't tell me, cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And that we could invest in Bitcoin by itself, or you can get any type of cryptocurrency. How do I mm-hmm. know, like, what is the best cryptocurrency to try to purchase, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe it? Yeah, great question. So there are over 20,000 cryptocurrencies, and I'll save you all some legwork. Like, over half of them are scams, just oh, wow. to be frank. Okay. Yeah. So what most people generally do is they teeter between the top like 100. Mm-hmm. And then as you gain more awareness and you can kind of see what's what, they'll kind of expand that scope to maybe the top 250, then the top 300. It depends on what it is that you're trying to do. Some people trade, some people hold, some people invest, take profits, reinvest, et cetera. It just depends on your thesis ultimately. So for me, I have my top three that I kind of go to. Um, and then I have some that are kind of outside of that. So biblically speaking, I have my holy of holies, mm-hmm. I have my inner, I have my outer court. Okay. Um, and I stay within that parameter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in this space since 2015. 15, 20, yeah, about 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've gained, I've lost, I've gone through the whole gambit. Mm. Um, and we call it in the industry, paying your tuition. So like <laughs> I've, I've definitely, I've lost and I paid my tuition, right. <laughs> but I, I know better now. Right. And I almost would say that's any business, any career, there is a learning curve that happens, right? We, we all want to come in at the top. Social media mm-hmm. would have us thinking everybody is on top. Everybody has a million in the bank, you know, they're um, walking up to their benzes and whatever else. But in actuality, mm-hmm. um, a lot of that could be rented. <laughs> Let's just be mm-hmm. honest. And then we don't want to talk about the, the, the growth cycle, No one wants to go through the growth cycle. We all want to just be like, nope, I'm at the top of my gain. And then if we do take the time to discuss the growth cycle, we still want to come out um, as being like the winner. And I know some of that is just who we are as innate people and so on and so forth. But, you know, if we also I think if we're honest with people and can share with them, here are the losses that I've experienced. It may mm-hmm. make them more comfortable to try it, to make the risk, right? So mm-hmm. if someone is considering going into cryptocurrencies or investing in cryptocurrencies, what is the risk factor? Great question. Anytime you deal with investment, other than investing in yourself, mm-hmm. there is always a risk mm-hmm. of losing out. So if I'm an angel investor, if I'm a venture capitalist, if I'm a real estate investor, if I invest in stocks, if I invest in crypto, the goal is only invest what you're willing to lose. Mm -hmm. If that's $10, Mm -hmm. you strategically invest that $10. Mm -hmm. And if you make a hundred, you can potentially take out profit, 
reinvest, do whatever you need to do, but whatever your risk tolerance is, is what's best for you. So for me, coming from an environment that I did, being around drug dealers, being around legal entrepreneurs, my risk appetite Mm -hmm. is a lot higher than most. So I'm willing to go at a a wisdom level, of course, Mm -hmm. but still I'm willing to, to go in on certain things that I believe that I've vetted a little bit more than, than most would. Mm -hmm. And there are various ways that you can do that. Maybe you have a business and you don't necessarily want to directly invest in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. You can accept Bitcoin for your goods or services and then store it that way. So there are a few different strategies where you can gain exposure to Bitcoin. Some people are projecting that Bitcoin is going to hit a million dollars within this next decade, which is going to make accumulation a lot harder. So Mm -hmm. most people aren't going to be buying Bitcoin. They're going to be earning Bitcoin. Okay. So that's that's one aspect and a a point to to put out as well um if you do have a a lower risk appetite you still can get skin in the game um just like there's 100 pennies and one dollar there are smaller denominations of one bitcoin so one bitcoin Mm -hmm. is currently like twenty thousand dollars you don't have to shell out a whole twenty (laughs) thousand to get in you can do five bucks a day okay yeah 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 for sure you could do five dollars a day $10 $10 a day. You can just do a hundred bucks and just park it and just like watch it for a few months. You hmm. can do whatever you feel comfortable with doing as you educate yourself. So now if someone has their cryptocurrency, are you able mm-hmm. uh, to then cash it out for, you know, like for example, I have stocks, I'm able to get my dividends and I can cash those out and actually spend those dividends as cash. Is it mm-hmm. the same way with cryptocurrency? And if so, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So Actually, I do consulting for um, organizations, one of which being the Black Wall Street. It's a Black-owned digital wallet founded by Nigel Roberts and actor author Hill Harper. So that's that's one way. If you purchase Bitcoin through that app and it goes high and now you could buy you, your mama and everybody at a house, you can cash out within the application itself. So that's mm-hmm. one way. And, and that's and called Black Wall Street. Is that right? The Black Wall Street. The yep. Black Wall Street. All right. Make a note of that, people. The Black Wall Street. Yeah. And and shout out to, to them. They, they really, really are doing the work. There's another way also. I do consulting for this other organization called the Stacks Foundation, and they enable a really cool usage of uh, Bitcoin. So you can write smart contracts on Bitcoin and, and build applications using Bitcoin as a base layer. So one thing that they have with their cryptocurrency is a deal that I help broker, which is going to enable the Stacks debit card. So if you have Mm. cryptocurrency, it lives in a wallet, just like real money does. I say real because (laughs) what is real money? (laughs) What is real money? (laughs) Whatever. So it, it lives generally in a wallet. So your cryptocurrency will live in a wallet. We're creating a way where if you have the Stacks cryptocurrency, you can send it to your debit card and it'll live there until you swipe. And then oh, that's wow. when the exchange takes place. And that'll be available in like 60 countries by end of year. Wow. So, all right. How in the world did you even get into cryptocurrency and all of this and learning about, especially, you know, make sure you share with us the name of your consulting business, how we can get mm-hmm. in contact with you, because there, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's listening to this, like, 
where do I begin? Right. So how did you even get started into this? Well, I had a love for tech ever since I was a kid. Um, just always had a niche for it. So my my cousins, they're all like soccer studs and athletes. Uh, my my late uncle, um, his name was Jimmy Banks. He played for the Milwaukee Wave and he had sons, so they played and mm. all of that. I was the one that was like reading books and watching the Discovery Channel as a kid. Mm. Didn't really go outside much. So like this affinity for technology grew because that's all I really had. I didn't mm. have like friends until I really start going outside, mm-hmm. which brought about a whole litany of issues, but we won't get into that. Um, shout out to all but, the introverts out there, my fellow introverts. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm an extrovert when I have to be and when God calls me to be, but I need to recharge by like being dolo. That part, nevertheless, that part. Yeah. So in that time, I'm processing my environment by songwriting, poems, things of that nature, painting, because the pain of my environment, like I'm hearing gunshots every night, I'm hearing sirens, I'm hearing screams, and just, it was bad. But from the mental standpoint, there was always technology. Um, I was always on computers. But what ended up moving for me was really the art. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for that because it took me far away from my environment. Lakefront in Milwaukee is a lot farther than, you mm-hmm. know, the hood. So mm-hmm. anytime I was able to go to the Milwaukee Art Museum, galleries, or the Fair Ward, it kept me out of trouble um, and out of harm's way in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. Um, so when roughly 2014, 2015 came about, I was reintroduced to my love for technology because I was kind of far removed from my environment. Um, I'd become a person that was able to stand on his own and not be, you know, swayed by certain things in my environment. So my mind had a chance to really breathe. Um, Mm -hmm. I know we hear on these rap songs, people talk about the trap, the trap, the trap, but it really is a trap. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like you're trapping people who are struggling with an addiction because you're trapped by your need for money So you have to get it how you live and you're living in very deplorable conditions. But in order to to feed poison to your people or to any people, that means emotionally you have to shut off a valve. So Mm. in that aspect, you're also trapped. Mm. Like it's like you're trapped within a trap. So I was able in my mind to, to not be stuck there, even if I wasn't far removed from the trap. Mm -hmm. Um, so it allowed for my mind to really be able to breathe and explore. You have people like the Jeff Bezos of the world, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the people who you know made uh, WhatsApp or Snapchat. They had a few different things that mm-hmm. was were working in their favor, but mm-hmm. the biggest thing was they had the opportunity to explore. Yeah. Generally speaking, marginalized communities don't have the opportunity to explore because the risk factor is so high. Like I yeah. got to get money to put milk and eggs in the fridge or mm. else. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's so true. most of us don't have the opportunity to explore, but I did at that particular point. And that's when I began really diving into Bitcoin and reading about it. Two things really struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. One, it's decentralized, meaning there's no central point of failure. It's distributed. So they can shut down my laptop if they wanted to, but the network is still going to be a mm-hmm. period. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's over. It's a done one from that standpoint. 
which enables us to really use it because no one person or single entity is controlling it. So that was appealing. And two, the opportunity for a fair system that was screaming at me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I knew that in order for people to be onboarded, there's going to have to be education and things are going to have to be made easy. And that's when this idea from our first company, Percept Form, really began to blossom. It was a God-given idea. And then there was something that I was building out internally that formed into a second company that is now called No Code Clarity. Uh, so myself and my co-founder, Sergio Gangora, were building out um, plugins and toolkits that would allow for people to build in Web3, even if they don't know how to program. Mm. Um, so for people who might grow up in cartel neighborhoods or in the hood, but they have an idea, mm-hmm. they just can't devote six months to a boot camp or whatever. Right. Um, or they don't have the money to even go to school to get a computer science degree or whatever. But they know that if they could tinker, they can like have something out there. Yeah. That's ultimately what it is. So um, the biggest reason how I got in was it incentivizes you to use it. Yeah. So in a, in a world where people are talking about, oh, that's my day one. You've been around since day one. There's this cool thing called airdrops. The SEC hates them, but I'll tell you why. <laughs> there are these cool things called airdrops where if you use, uh, let's say there's this imaginary platform called Lacey Chain mm-hmm. or something like that. Hey. You use it, you're, you're building on it, you're grooving on it. Mm-hmm. Lacey Chain could then say, you know what? We want to give a thank you to all of our early users. So as we release Lacey Coin mm-hmm. and put it on various exchanges, we're going to gift you a certain amount of that. Mm. And then you can exchange that for US dollars. Okay. I've received some airdrops before and I won't say how much. Right. But you were grateful. I was, just, I was definitely grateful. I've <laughs> been taxes taken care of. No problem. Nice. Um, So a lot of that is it comes from this technology because it incentivizes use. Mm -hmm. So if we're able to place good as evil is often placed Mm -hmm. where it's, it's easier for someone to, you know, sell drugs than to go to school. Mm -hmm. Certain Mm -hmm. people who don't come from that environment would never understand that. Right. But if you literally can walk down the block and you can sell some weed or some cocaine relatively quick, we need to place good in that same environment For and sure. make it as accessible. So that's what I really love about this technology. You can do that on a global level. Nice. Okay. So now what's one thing if, if I'm listening, I'm thinking, okay, I want to definitely get into this. What's one mm-hmm. thing that you know now that you wish you would have known in the beginning? Yeah. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to get in. Mm. You can work for venture-backed companies that are clamoring for talent. So everyone's talking about Web3 this, Web3 that. If there's a Web3, there had to have been a Web2 and then a Web1. Mm-hmm. So what is that process? And what is Web3? Exactly. I'm going to get into that. So <laughs> Web1 is where the internet was built out and not too many people knew how to make websites except mm-hmm government people, academics, et cetera. So you can just go on there and you can read. Mm-hmm. Web two, you have MySpace, you have Twitter, you got Facebook, you got all these different things. Mm-hmm. So not only can you read, but you can write. Okay. Web one, web two. Okay. 
And now you have Web3 where you can read, you can write, and you can own. You can own your data. So like the metaverse. Exactly. You can own land parcels, which ultimately is like virtual deeds to Mm. various things. And if these that. So read on the internet, you can write, publish anything that you would like, and you can own your internet experience as well. So your digital value regarding money, um, artistic outputs regarding NFTs, real estate regarding the metaverse, all of these different things you can own, you can exchange and extract value out of. You can even do what's called yield farming, where if you have cryptocurrency, you can park it in a place and it can earn yield for you every single day. Um, You can take loans out against your cryptocurrency. And put that into real money. Yep. And you can put in a real money in the cash flowing assets like real estate. Hmm. You can pay the loan off. You can get your crypto back and you didn't have to deal with a bank at all. That's checking for credit scores. Oh, interesting. Oh, and and by being able to, to do things like that, that definitely is going to give people additional access. It's a fair system. Yeah, I think I just saw something in regards to, I believe McDonald's just, and Mm -hmm. perhaps Panera Bread, they just created their own uh, metaverse locations Mm -hmm. or or whatever. And so, um, you know, I think when you start to see what are the elite of the elite doing, right? I've seen uh, athletes now who are asking for a part of their contracts in Bitcoin. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, these restaurants, these franchises, worldwide franchises now who are finding themselves in the metaverse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it really makes me kind of curious what's going to happen to those who don't tap into this or will the world just continue on? And it's just this just becomes another way to make money. Yeah, um, all of that. So. My wife and I were walking around and we see some homeless people and I, I have a, a, a big heart towards the homeless because I was homeless at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know what it feels like to be human, but it seems like people just look through you and they think you're on drugs or something that is your fault. Mm-hmm. Some of those things may be true, but like sometimes I met a doctor in L.A. Mm-hmm. who was homeless because a divorce just went south. Wow. And he was like one of the smartest people I've ever met. Like uh-huh. sometimes stuff just happens. Right. So I have a heart for the homeless. And he's asking, hey, do you have any money? And I'm like, I don't have any cash on me. And he just kind of was like, oh, okay. Just thinking I'm waving him off because mm-hmm. he's homeless, but I legit didn't have cash on me. Mm-hmm. But that's not without design. Because of COVID and even mm. prior to COVID, society was slowly pushing us towards a cashless society. Yeah. So as the world becomes more cashless, who's going to miss out? Mm. Who's going to be hurt the most? The bottom, homeless people. Because if you wow. literally are walking around with an altruistic heart, yeah, someone that wants to give and you can't stop a giver from giving, right. go to an ATM, they'll figure it out. Right they might not legit have cash on them. Right. And that might be the difference between, you know, a lot of different variables if someone's homeless. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. on a, a low level. Mm-hmm. Now, if we were to take it a step further, the digital divide, everyone was locked in at, at home. Oh. Um, how many marginalized community members had fast internet, yeah. access to fast internet, a uh, laptop or a smartphone, right. access to a laptop or a smartphone, 
that could keep up with the requirements for certain systems yeah. that schools needed to implement overnight mm -hmm. that had glitches and kids sometimes learn better in person right. virtual so now you have a generation that's been marginalized mm. from the standpoint of their educational experience. Oh, my gosh. Like, and now that would yeah. that really showed a huge disparity in the school system, too, because there were certain schools mm -hmm. who, oh, OK, yeah, we just need to get computers for everybody. Um, the kids already had them. That's just part of our curriculum. And then you had others who were, well, we have to try to order the computers or the Chromebooks or whatever. And that generated mm -hmm. and created an entire shortage because supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And then I also thought a lot about from the perspective of the educator who I only know how to teach in person. I'm not good with mm -hmm. computers. I don't feel comfortable with it. And I saw video after video of kids like, you know, being online, but asleep in bed or taking their mm -hmm. class in bed and the parents still trying to work. And I know now mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a hybrid. People are starting to go back to, to work. The world is definitely opening. I know in the Robin's Nest, we are traveling more now for, for clients and, and taking um, mm -hmm. speaking engagements, though, that are still virtual. So, you know, it's mm -hmm. just uh, it's this mashup that's happening. And so, yeah, to your point, I, I think you're absolutely right. As always, the, the poor are going to miss out. And so... If someone decides, okay, and I've, I even think about, to your point, too, about cashless society. So we've mm -hmm. gone to using our check card, but now we have smartphones where you can put your check card on the smartphone. Mm -hmm. I use my phone all the time to pay. Like when, it, when they don't have it, it is like a hassle. You know, now I got to try mm -hmm. to get my wallet out, look for the, my debit card, you know, get, go through all the things. Totally first world problems, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. not really that deep, but we make it. And so, you know, what can we be doing to pull up that next generation so that they don't find themselves missing out and being at that lower rung? Yeah, I, I honestly think that goes back to the the first point of how can the adults get in? How can the kids get in mm -hmm. um, from the standpoint of the industry of Web3? Anything that's needed in Web2 companies is needed in a Web3 company. So they still need CPAs. They need marketing. They need search engine optimization. They need branding. They need cultural competency taught. They mm. need all of these different things. So the cool thing about Web3 companies is, for one, there will never be a dull day. I guarantee you that. <laughs> um, this is a very, very fast, super fun industry. So there's that aspect, but then you also can say, hey, can I take part of my payment in cryptocurrency? Mm -hmm. So that's another way for adults to be exposed, but also for youth. If you have a social media maven as a child, there are companies that will literally pay them to monitor and moderate group chats for mm -hmm. their community on mm -hmm. Discord, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. They will cut them a check. A very big one, I might add, to do that. They can even start out as interns if they're not 18. Like, there's so many different things that can happen yeah. because there's a talent squeeze. Yeah, the, the best developers are being swiped, um, mm -hmm. and the developers that are yet to finish certain things, they're still in process or they're doing contract work. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a huge talent need for kids or adults who are technical, mm -hmm. if you can code, I I'll even give you the blueprint. JavaScript, TypeScript, Solidity. 
Mm-hmm. You do that, you're good in Ethereum. That's the the world's second largest cryptocurrency. Mm. You're you'll be good forever. If you do Bitcoin core development and figure out like what languages you need to get into for that, mm-hmm. they will literally give you grants to maintenance in an open source manner the Bitcoin code. Wow. There's um Clarity. That is the Stacks smart contract language that allows for smart contracts on Bitcoin. So many companies need that. You can go to a website called HireVibes.io and literally you will see, and some of the salaries are public, yeah. as low as 60K, as high as six figures. Like, wow. It, it re- and they're hiring. Mm-hmm. Like, so for various people, whether you're technical or non-technical, if you're a child and your kid is playing Fortnite or is on social media all the time. Yes. I have see if they're two of those that that is the yes. Yes. That I'm and saying. that. <laughs> and the, it's crazy because my generation is the one that is kind of building all of the things out. Mm-hmm. But our kids are going to be the ones that are going to be the users and how Apple Pay Samsung pay, Google pay is our new norm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the only reality that they know. And it's going to be old by the time that they're really in high school mm-hmm. and able to like maneuver. It's going to be crypto. Mm-hmm. It's going to be decentralized everything. My little uh, firstborn, she has her little tykes car and she was like, dad, I need to charge my car. Are you talking? It's like a Flintstone car. Right. Your feet. Right. But we drove in a Tesla once. Okay. And that experience really resonated with her. Oh, Never yeah. been in an electric car since. Mm-hmm. But that resonated with her. Yes. She's three. Yeah. So let that kind of give clues to what that generation is really going to be living in. Yeah. And you can build that if you want to. Yeah, exposure. I don't I don't care what it is, how you slice it. Exposure, exposure, exposure is really um giving children an opportunity or adults to see like, yeah, I could see myself in this space, this experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, this career, whatever the case might be. Wow, okay. I don't even know where to t- where to go from here. Uh, I feel like we have just scratched the surface and there's so much more that we can talk about. If people want to continue this conversation with you, maybe they want to secure your services. They're ready Mm -hmm. to invest and want you to be the sidecar helping them to figure it all out. What's the best Mm -hmm. way that they can connect with you? Perceptform.tech. That would be the the first company. So we do consulting. um, We have an educational arm and we also are working in various other areas regarding consulting artists on how to do NFTs real estate development on the blockchain, um, as well as financial offerings from the standpoint of what we did with Stacks and the Stacks debit card. And then we have our second company, which is No Code Clarity. And you can find us at nocodeclarity.com. If you're interested in building something, Hill Harper told me something that was really impactful. He said, the people are the protocol. Mm -hmm. So it's the people that make things valuable, um, ultimately. So if you knew what I know, from the standpoint of anonymous teams, literally anonymous teams are building in an open source manner, mm-hmm. creating platforms that within one year's time can be worth $1 billion. This is not a joke. I'm not wow. lying to you. Within one year from zero to a billion, wow. if you want to build and just kind of get your feet wet, mm-hmm. that's what no code clarity is going to be able to help you to do. 
We also have a partnership with Miami Day College, and mm. we're doing a no-code hackathon in December wow. um, and in Miami for people who aren't technical, but they want to build with no-code technology, you're able to do drag and drop building. So if you have ever used Canva, oh, imagine yeah. that, except you're building an application. It's oh. literally something like that. So those would be the two places for people who want consulting, perceptform.tech. For people who are interested in building, nocodeclarity.com. All right. There you have it, everybody. Be sure we'll add that to the show notes as well so that you can connect with Christopher and his companies directly. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so I'm going to give you the last word, give you an opportunity Mm -hmm. to close it out. Want you to share with us something, a favorite quote or a favorite affirmation, something that keeps you motivated that can help to get us motivated. What would it be? Yes, my life's thesis really is God, family, business. That's it. Um, And that's you keep the main thing, the main thing. Anytime one of those words was out of order, family, Mm. business, God or business, God, family, my Mm. life was topsy turvy. Mm. But if I kept first things first, my life has been fluid ever since. And it's just been flowing and growing like um, Psalms chapter one. You'd be like a tree planted by a river, mm. constantly nourished. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you could live a life where there is no drought. That's what Psalms 1 is talking about. Mm-hmm. You're constantly nourished. You're constantly growing. That only happens if we have the main thing, the main thing. And Lord knows I'm not perfect. Right. I've, I've, I have my fair share of, of scars and, and trip ups and mishaps. We all fall short. Um, but that's why I'm so thankful for in the midst of the grind, we can have grace. Yes. Um, and that allows for us to keep moving forward. We're living in a time where, and Lacey and I, we've talked about this offline. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get into it a little bit. There's a very dark time coming to America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be like no other time in history mm-hmm. in a real way. So for people who don't know how to grow their own food or have fresh water sources near them. And we see that even now in the South, there's a whole city that they have no clean water to drink Mm -hmm. indefinitely. And they don't even have enough money from the standpoint of the infrastructure bill that was just pushed out to fix it. They may get 75 million, but it's going to cost billions to To fix fix the water. You're not speaking of Flint, Michigan. You're speaking Mm -hmm. of another city in the South. Wow. Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. A place in Mississippi. Yeah. Um, And this just happened this week. So we have infrastructure that's failing. We have Flint, Michigan. They still don't have clean water. Still don't have clean water. That's another story. Right. Um, And I don't think the people were brought to just, never mind. I'll be quiet. (laughs) Right. We're we're towards the end of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So literally in the midst of all of that, the best thing that you can do is investing yourself. Um, the poor or people who don't have a lot of money, they have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So in your time, make sure that you're doing things that are productive, that are going to add value. If you're interested nice. in this stuff, what is Bitcoin? What is this? What is that? How can I invest? How can I have a hanging garden if I live yes. in an apartment? How can I purify water? How can I stock up on a budget? How can I use food stamps to do X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Really, really plan because there may be a time when, you know, the grid might go down mm. or there might be, you, you never know. Just There's never some know. really crazy times that are about to happen. 
But I'll also know that, and I'll close with this, cryptocurrency is a once in a generation opportunity. And I believe that it's one of those things that the Bible spoke on, um, where the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's coming a time also, because the kingdom economy is different than the world's economy. Yes. The kingdom never knows lack. That's period. right. Period. So when Jesus was on that cross yes. and he gave his last, mm-hmm. the streets of heaven still were paved with gold. Mm. So there's never lack within the kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's coming a time when those who didn't bow to bail or didn't uh, lie to get a PPP loan and oh all my those different things, um, they're going to be richly rewarded yes. and they will not feel the brunt of what's going to hit America. And you can quote me on that. They yeah. won't feel it. They won't feel it. So um, the wealth of the wicked is later for the righteous. Look into it if you're interested. We're here to help. Awesome. 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 And we had our sermonette at the end, which I love that, you know, we talk about Jesus on this here podcast. So we're not new to this. We true to this. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, y'all, I don't know about you. I have a page literally full of notes. I have my homework that I need to do. I also see some opportunities for the young people in my household to connect them with that Web3. If you didn't take notes during this episode, Be sure, go back, listen to it throughout. There are a lot of different segues that we took in the conversation, but definitely ways that you can build for yourself so that you can be prepared for this season that is coming. Be sure to connect with Christopher. We'll add those links again in the show notes as well so that you can continue to follow up with him and his wisdom and tap into him. Thank you again for being here on today. This was an amazing conversation. I feel like I feel just a little bit, just a smidge, just a smarter when it comes to this cryptocurrency and almost ready, almost ready to like take the plunge. So thank you. See, un poquito. That's good. That's super good. (laughs) Right. Un poquito, un poquito. Did you enjoy this particular episode of the Grace Over Grind podcast? If so, please consider giving it a five-star review as it would mean the world to me and also pass it on to another lady leader that you know who could use this information on today. Thank you again so much for joining us. Be sure to join us again for another segment of the Life at the Table. And as I always say, from process to practice, grab your stilettos and let's go. Thanks again for joining and I'll see you soon. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode of the Grace Over Grind podcast. Don't forget, I support current women leaders who are ready to turn their knowledge, background, and expertise into a profitable leadership platform. Remember, go from the process of figuring it out to leadership and practice. Until we meet again, keep those stilettos high.